I'm John Rutledge, a.k.a. Eggsy from Visionary Rap Group, the GLC. Lover of mystery, disciple of intrigue. I'm Mike Bubbins, comedian and qualified PE teacher, fan of fact, seeker of proof. We're on a quest to unexplain the most unexplainable mysteries. For we are the Unexplainers. Hi, Mike. John. Why are you in my flat? Because, mate, I'm trying to help you out. It's high time you grew up a little bit. That's all my, cl that's all my clothes. Well, yeah, I'm getting rid of all your silly little baby clothes. Track suits my and S trainers. My and... S Club T-shirts. That's yeah, why you put that in. I'm going to take you shopping. You're getting me big boy clothes, honestly. Like ankle boots with a nice heel on them. Shirts with collars, proper, proper oh. clothes. Can I get a leather jacket with tassels on? Yes. This is... Oh, I cut my finger. Ooh, oh, it's bleeding. Cut my finger. Give it to me, put it in my mouth. Get off the food in my mouth. Get off. Eternal youth, Michael. Suck my finger. The flavour of the blood, Michael. What? The gift of eternal life. Wait, that's the gift of hepatitis B. The right? greatest don't, of all the Greek don't islands. Don't go around sucking blood. Mmm, but the taste, Michael, do you understand? By drinking blood, it gives me the gift of eternal life. The concept of the vampire. You know that vampires do exist. I mean, there's, there's things that suck blood, live by sucking blood, yes, but not vampires, like the sort of vampires you're talking about. Well, of course they do. Vampires are right. basically sort of hidden within the world around us, you just don't realise. Right. Vampires are in pubs, youth clubs, Aldi supermarket. They're all around us, Mike. Join me, Michael! <sighs> Give me the finger again. Just get me a plaster. Grow up, get me a plaster. Do you want one of the Peppa Pig ones? It's fine, it's yes. got the Peppa Pig on a skateboard. That'd be f get me Daddy Pig. All right, yeah. <laughs> I knew there were vampires everywhere, in my house, in my bread bin, even in Mike's ears and mouth. So I took Mike somewhere spooky to meet someone who could tell us more. Well, once again, Mike, I brought you to another place of wonder, this excitement, is... dreams, fantasy, and all of the things you could wish for. For this, Michael, is a cemetery. Yeah, it's Landers Cathedral Cemetery, John, which is about half a mile from my house. Each one of these sort of overgrown headstones that we see here, untouched by mankind for hundreds of years. They go back to the 1850s, 1860s. Each one of these could harbour a potential vampire. Well, they all harbour an actual body. Yeah. A potential vampire. Each one of them is an individual I home. I love graveyards. They're very serene places, very calm places. This is like a caravan park for the dead, Mike. And they're all just waiting for night to fall. Because when night falls, they emerge. And so they tread the land in search of warm blood. Talking of which, I can see a warm-blooded person up there who will give us a few key facts into this caravan park of the dead. Is that Juliet? In the cemetery. That's Juliet, yeah. John had contacted folklore expert Dr. Juliet Wood of Cardiff University. Inexplicably, she'd agreed to meet him. Hello, how are you two? I'm very good, well. thank hey, you very much, Juliet. Wonderful location to meet. We are, we're meeting in a, under a yew tree in an old graveyard. Pretty eerie, the perfect place, obviously, to find a vampire. Obviously, they're all around us. Mike really doesn't believe this, he doesn't go out a lot at night, so there's no way that he's ever really going to see job, My job, essentially, means I go out every night. Yeah. Well, the vampire is a type of revenant, and a revenant is a sort of undead ghost, but more than a ghost, it's a ghost still with a body or still with a sense of its, that it is alive. And they're usually very antagonistic ghosts. They don't like the fact that they're dead, basically. Okay. Now, now I read something once, that in the old days where they would bury people, it's always when they, they brought the coffins back up, they'd open these coffin lids and there'd be scratch marks inside the coffin. 
there were a number of cases in, in Styria, in uh, Austria, Greece, Hungary, that sort of Eastern Europe, where bodies would be dug up because the populace would sort of say, oh, you know, there's a vampire haunting the place. And the coffin would be filled with bloody fluid. And because of the gases inside the body, if you touched it, they seemed to scream. And this also fed into the Victorian obsession, uh, fascination obsession with death, and particularly the fear of being buried alive. And there were quite elaborate sort of coffins sold with bells on them, oh, literally with bells and whistles. Well, it'd be like so, a string into the coffin that you'd yeah, pull. Yeah, so you... that you could pull if, if, you know, if you suddenly found that you, that, that you woke up. So you've got a combination of belief in revenants, of what's going to happen to me after I'm dead, projected onto one's sort of fellow, fellow family members, um, and this explanation that, well, maybe death is death. Well, we don't like that. We'd rather have nasty vampires running around than nothing. The classic sort of bat-like vampire, what is that sort of thing? We can thank Bram Stoker for that. Okay. If an animal jumps over a coffin, particularly a rodent animal or a cat or something like that, you know, some small animal, uh, the fear is that it will take the person's soul. We had a barbecue a few years ago. Mike had a few drinks fell asleep on the floor and I did see a slug on his face for about 45 minutes. I would be careful about that because the story of the animal jumping over the dead is actually an indication that the people who are friends and family of the person who is dead were not taking care of him. Thank so you. it's Thank basically you, it's basically they brought this on themselves Some vindication, by yes. not by not making sure that the that the, the corpse or the body is yeah. well taken care yeah. of. So I would be a bit careful on that one. So okay. what you should have done in that situation is taking the, the slug off. I did, pour salt. Salt. I did pour salt on your face. Where does the whole drinking blood thing come from? Is that part of any of the original myth? Yes and no. Often one of the ways that you knew someone was a vampire was when the coffin was opened, it was kind of swimming in blood. Mm. And there is a, a wonderful line that Renfield says in the Bram Stoker, for the blood is the life. Um, and that is very much part of the vampire myth, that life equals blood or blood equals life. Therefore, what the vampire desires is life. Therefore, what the vampire desires is blood. Okay. Is it also a thing in the human condition where you're trying to retain your, your youthful good looks and your, and your, and your vitality? Mm. If I could stay as good looking as Tom Cruise when I was in my late hundreds or 200s or 300s, yeah. would I be prepared to drink blood? I would, think I would. I shouldn't have black pudding, but I mean, I would, I would eat black pudding on a daily basis. Yeah. I've eaten a scab. <laughs> Do I have to respond no. to that one? No. <laughs> I think there is some, an element of that, because very often the vampires um, have made, in a sense, a bargain with the devil to kind of continue to exist in this kind of frozen form. Can we narrow that down a bit and can we look at specific Welsh cases? Are there, are there any things in Wales? There does seem to be one place that still is associated with vampires and that is in Marford, which is near Wrexham, I think is probably the nearest, the nearest town. There is a story about a uh, local lord who murdered his wife and she wanders round. The story there is that you get sort of tapping at the windows. Now, this one I think is fascinating. The fact that the houses in Marford are un unusual, frequently they have this odd sort of cross-like shape in the, in the windows, will keep the, the monster out. If we were to go to Marford, what should we expect to happen to us? Well, it depends, I suppose, on what you believe. What would really make sense would be for one of you to protect yourself from the vampire anyway you think you have to, and the other one not. Right. And well, to see what happens. Okay. Well, I'll, okay. Be, I'll, I'll be wearing the crucifix. Well, I'll happily lie face down on the floor in just a pair of pants and see what happens. Is that right? I mean, that sounds... Yeah. That sounds like a well-controlled experiment. Hmm.
We jumped in the car and headed to Marford. After a mere four hours, we arrived in the spookiest town I've ever seen. I couldn't wait to get sucked dry by a vampire. As we slowly drive into the village now, you can sense the fear, can't you? You can, you can see why people uh, haven't left their houses. Yeah, we're on a road with no pavements at the moment. And they're scared to come out on the road. Onto the road, yeah. And they're scared to come out. You'll notice the architecture of all the buildings here. Ancient, ancient architecture. Buildings unseen in any other village in Britain, if you look at some of the styles and designs of that. Now, I've seen a subway and a spa. There was a Chinese called the Golden City just back there. I'm looking for stakes or crucifixes or crosses. Well, let's Maybe. slow down now. Let's have a look at the... This is a very pretty little village. The sun's out. Very picturesque. Houses either side. Very nice houses. That one's got a turret of some description. But you notice something, don't you? No. All the houses. There's no one in them. Yeah. What do you mean there's That's no one in mental, them? That's mental, isn't it? Yeah. Did look you at see these. Oh, look at these pretty little houses. Now, that was a pretty little house with lots of little crosses in the window. And there's a really old pub here. Describe oh, this, John. Oh, straight away. Look, what's that? So we've got a, a very old building. It looks like maybe a coaching house in the old days. And then they're like oval, like eye-shaped yes. windows on the first floor. Yes. And then above the doors, there's a circle with a, a big crucifix cut into it. Painted in black. And unto, a, unto them doth the vampire doth arrive and doth strike down upon them, and thou doth defend themselves against doth vampire with doth cross. Well, you you would doth five times in one sentence then. Mm. Do you know what doth means? Doth means thou doth. I think what you're doing there is you're using doth to describe what doth means. Doth. When you finish saying doth, do you want to just go in the pub? Verily. After four hours in a car, I insisted John buy me a pint. So far, all he'd done was suck my will to live. Behold, Das Vampire, Mike. Is it called Das Vampire? No, it's called, um... It's called the, um... The... It's called the Trevor Arms. Trevor Arms? Yeah. It's funny, because I went to school with a guy called Gary Legs. I went to school with a boy called Terry Arms. No way. This is the proper pub to me. Yeah. This is what pubs should look like. This is a real pub. Hello. Hi, hello, hello. Can I get you anything at all? Um, well, a bit of legend and folklore would be nice. This is John. Oh, not a drink. I'll have a drink. Go on, I'll have a drink as well, yeah. What, just half a cola, please. No, thanks. Bev was exactly like me, except she was a woman with friends and a family and a job and a credit rating and sort of socially acceptable, better clothes, nicer person. So Bev, I mean, I immediately felt a strong presence tingling in between the legs, but that often happens when I've been in a car for a while. <laughs> tell, tell us more, tell us more. Well, the recent episode was a, a young man that came to me, um, staying in room 30, uh, and told me he was never staying in that room again. He said um, at four o'clock precisely, he was woken up with uh, something, somebody walking over his bed. I mean, don't get me wrong, I, I went to a Thai massage parlor once near where I live, and it wasn't that sort of place, it was a proper massage parlor. And the girl did walk across my back yeah. for £35. Pounds. Yeah. That cost me. And she didn't do any of the rude stuff. It wasn't nothing, it was, there was no happy ending. It was just, okay. that was what it was. It Strictly was a, business. Strictly business. OK. So this is, this is the only thing that's happened here then? Or? Oh, no, heavens, no. So there's more? No, that was the recent, the most recent thing, yeah. Uh, a friend of mine was working here the other day, in the daytime. She was on her own. She saw a gentleman standing by the fruit machine that she came over to see if she could help him. It disappeared. This place is pretty old. 
I mean, can you give us a little bit of a rundown of what, what this place was originally? All I know, it's an 18th century, it was a coach house, as the front block where the, some of the rooms are, that's where the coaches and they kept the it's horses. It's a beautiful building, lovely. Yeah, it is. The, the key reason we've come here is because I'm heavily interested in the vampire legend. The place is surrounded in crosses, which, as we all know, are the origin of the ultimate shape that will defeat all evil. So. Can I just apologise for John, Beth, off the top, because... <laughs> Um, at any point in the conversation, feel free to tell him to be quiet and call him an idiot. Oh, no, I'm just I'm waiting for him to finish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, You'll be waiting a long, long time. <laughs> a lot of people, who, the customers who come in, ask about the crosses in the the old houses around here. 18th century. This pub is 18th century, so I'm imagining these are as well. The story goes, what well, they call her, is it Lady Blackburn? Her husband, drunk one night, pushed her down the stairs. She was found dead, broken neck. And he got a job on Radio 2, of course. Tony Blackburn. Tony Blackburn. Wow. No justice. No, that, now that would be scary. The judge said it was an accident. He, the husband then later married again, so she goes round here, Marford, looking for bride, new bride, and husband tapping on windows. Wow. So she was dead, she was looking, she was seeking, she was, she died in life, but was alive she in death. She died in life. She, these are technical terms, don't, don't get wrapped up in this. In terms, she was a ruminant. As Juliet said, that's, a, that's like a cow. Someone that chews the cud. She was a cow. Do you so mean she, a revenant? She was not She was a revenant. Yeah. So in death, she was half dead, but half alive, and seeking some sort of truth. And I think she was dead. Has anybody ever complained about we've heard this myth about windows being tapped and no. about nothing like that? No. Can I stay in that room tonight? And can I can I try and conjure something up by just being a believer? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. I do believe so. Yeah. So John can yeah. stay in the haunted room? Absolutely. You can stay with him if you like. Yeah, together, Mike, you and me. I think we're really building on something very powerful here, Bev. You spoke about this husband and wife and this murder. Mm. What if I'm to put on a wedding dress? Mm. Mike is to put on a, a luxurious suit of some form. I think the dress has Tony Blackburn. Maybe a brown flared suit. Possibly. With a wide lapel. Possibly. And then we are to recreate a wedding night in that room. What do you think the chances of something happening there would be? As a believer, it would look hilarious. If I had a choice between having my throat ripped out by an undead woman or sharing a room with John, it would be bye-bye larynx every time. But I didn't have a choice. Gut it. Right, Mike, yep. got the key. Yeah. So I'm going to go up into the room now. A room is a type of area that's got walls. All right, yeah, I've, I've heard of them. Windows, a door, mm. sometimes beds or different types of furniture. So we're just going in now, and it's at the end of the, um, the, the sort of complex. The, yeah, like the outhouse, sort of. Round windows. Listen, listen to that, listen to that, listen to that. It's shocking, isn't it? Yeah, Amazing. No, not that shocking. What you've done is you've, you've hummed Baxter Carter whilst opening the freaking door. And so what? Nice, Immediately haunting imagery, walls. Look at this. I mean, it's really spooky. There's a, there's a kettle. There's complimentary coffee and tea. It's a small desk. There's can... a large screen LG television. This is the... Uh, what's that? That's the window, mate. That's right, a little teeny tapper. Oh, yes. there was a reaction. Almost as if there was like a room above us. No, come on. Let's just try again. So the spirit of her is here and we can feel it. Let's just try. Yeah. It's within us. You're tapping the window, mate, and the person upstairs... Yeah, but watch, watch. Yeah, but the person upstairs is walking around the room. That's not a person. Yes, If it's a person, you'd be able to see it, you madman. 
be able to see it because she's in the room upstairs, above your ceiling. There's no room above us. Yes, there is. No, there's not. You c can you see your room? No. There you go. Mike had unpacked his suitcase and I tipped my carrier bag out on the floor, but nothing was going to happen in this room until bedtime. So I decided to take Mike out to investigate the village. So this is the village, Mike. You cannot deny this is not a normal village. No, it's really nice though. It's I mean, beautiful. That's, well, it's a weird, it's got those, uh, like a curved roof. Yeah. There's like a sort of curved turret on both sides of yeah. the house. Yeah. Circular windows on the top with crosses. Yeah, crosses. Crosses, it's all about crosses. Coming down here, Springfield Lane, obviously. I tell you what I find interesting is they've built new houses down here. Like that's a that's a new build, that house. And they've copied the sort of village style. There's the rounded yeah. entranceway, they've got circles into the brickwork. We've jumped from this very old traditional architecture to this modern architecture that's the same as the old architecture. What's that all about? Vampires. No, they have like... the power to Why twist architects' that? minds. I tell you what though, John, I don't fair share traveling around the world. I've never seen a place that's several hundred years old in places and 20 or 30 years old in other places, all tied together with this crucifixes into the brickwork, into the, the stonework. That's what's unique I about it. I find that fascinating. I don't, I don't need a vampire to find that fascinating. It just is fascinating. Now, this is what's lovely, because we've just walked through the end of this little lane and seen all these beautiful houses. And when you get to the end, it's very quiet and eerie. Marford Quarry. The quarry. Where would you go if you were a vampire? By day. In my coffin. And if you haven't got a coffin, what's the second best place to go? Shed. Almost. Begins with qua. Qua. Quarry. Exactly. You read all the classic, all the classic literature. Bram Stoker. There um, are others. There are others. It always goes back to the quarry. So, let's head on up now, through the quarry, up through this path, and look at some of the areas where we might expect to find the creature, the vampire, the revenant, has made a home for itself. Perhaps a ditch, perhaps a bin bag, perhaps a dustbin. So let's enter now, my friend. Join me as we walk through a path, holding hands. I'm not holding hands with you. Let's hold hands. Nope. Come and hold my hand. I don't want to hold your hand. Hold my hand. I'm not hold holding my hand. As we wandered deeper and deeper into the quarry, suddenly the atmosphere changed. A strange, eerie silence took over the place, and our hair stood on end. Even the hair that only doctors see. I mean, right now we're, we're smack bang in the middle of the woods and it's, it's yeah. almost dead, the atmosphere. You can't hear a thing. Well, and I, you obviously can't hear that road, can you? Just nothing but silence for miles. Well, yeah. there's a plane above us and there's a motorway below us. Just nothing going on. If you listen carefully, you can hear the wings of the, the bat. Right, if I listen carefully, I can hear various heavy goods vehicles, cars, a plane, what sounds like a helicopter. I mean, if you could see through your ears, you would see nothing now. If you I could see through my ears, I would... You can just well, feel... if I could hear through my eyes, it would still be noisy. It's like a clear gas. Why is everything to you like a clear gas? And just rub it I a mean, bit. if your revenant was a hitchhiker, who would like to take risks and hitchhike at high speed, this would be a good spot. If by hitchhiking you mean... I just mean pitch it, I get, get in the car that's not yours. Or perhaps latching onto the sole of a lonely dog walker. You can't hear that road. Nothing. And that's eerie. That's been you as because playing your loud music with no proper words for too long and it's damaged your hearing, mate. Yes. I really wanted to get back to the hotel, but John insisted on chatting with local dog walkers, an activity known as chogging. 
Prove your point that there's no vampires. Ask these people, Mike. Oh, yeah. Excuse me, folks. Can we ask you a quick question about the area? John's an, an idiot, basically. Thanks, um, Mike. He's a friend of mine, well, colleague. Um, so shit. John is pretty convinced about there being various... Legends and myths. Supernatural myths. And events that have happened associated here. Associated with this area. From, like, years ago, do you know the houses around the corner all sort of... With the crosses and the, the crosses. There's something to do with ghosts and all that. The word vampire, does that strike any fear into you at all right now? No. OK. No. So you've not heard anything? You didn't go to school with anyone who had supernatural powers, no. could fly? No. Okay. Have I been to school with somebody who can fly? Yeah. <laughs> One of my mates is a pilot. There you go. <laughs> this is proof to John that vampires exist this now. Is great. No, okay. There's no vampires around here. Have you ever heard <laughs> of somebody called Tony Blackburn? Radio 1 DJ. Turn back and does exist. <laughs> That's true. That's proof. true. I can agree with that, yeah. yeah. Anyway, thanks fun. very much, folks. <laughs> yeah, thanks so much, guys. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Suddenly, the woods seemed to change again. We'd stumbled onto the lair of the Revenant. Look at that. I can see it's just a pond with some rushes and some... I mean, to be honest, pond is pushing the boat out of it, isn't it? That's just basically a big puddle. So doth unto them the vampire doth come Why you stop and taketh doth? away the light. If you do nothing else today, As he drinks, just say doth less. The river has been drained. There's no... Where's the river? Do you understand that a pond isn't a river? Yes. You've done it again. You've done it again. After chogging with the locals, I was absolutely spent. So we headed back to the hotel for a shower and to start John's investigation. I think um, now we set up our shop. So I've got some kit with me. It might take a little while to set up. One of the things is called a microphone, and that's it. So once that's set up, we're sort of... Well, the microphone's on at the moment, so that's done. So that's set up. So now we, what we do is we both sit on the bed. I'll put the wedding dress on. Right. Have you got Have you got one? I've managed to get one, yeah. Where from? Every young man has a... Wedding dress in his collection. You never know when you're going to be invited brought, to a big whoa, do. Hang on. You brought a wedding dress with you to Wrexham? A backup wedding dress, you know? No. Do you want to take a wedding dress? Where? Nowhere. If I was a woman, I'd take it to my wedding. Oh, yeah. 21st century, Mike, I can do what I like and no one could stop me. Right, I'm going to prime the room and uh, I want you to. You're going to dress like Tony Blackburn, aren't you? Just, a... You put your Blackburn clothes on. Well, I've got a brown suit with a, with a, nice, with a nice flared trouser. Yeah. Got a nice wide lapel. Nice. With a rather crisp white shirt with a nice wide collar. That's I'm nice. I'm going to leave sort of unbuttoned to just below the chest. That's good, that is. With a medallion. Yeah. And some Cuban heel shoes. Okay. Um, I'll just pop into the bathroom and get changed. And I'll be honest. Uh -huh. I'll just say I'll be honest. This is quite a picturesque place, but I. It'd be a nice place to spend the first night as a married couple. I can't hear you. I'm putting my clothes on. No, I just said it'd be a nice place to spend the first night as a married couple. Do you want to get married, did you say? No, I. John! Yeah? Good I'm just saying, that. it'd be a nice place to spend our first night as a married couple. I'm just putting the girdle on. But, yeah, yeah, but I'm... Hang on. I've said I, I wouldn't have envisioned marrying you, is the thing. You want to marry me? I don't want to marry you. 21st century, Mike, we can do what we like, guys. Yeah, I don't... That isn't what I would like to do. John. I, I would as well, you're right. John. Do, do, do. John, John, Mike, imagine. Right, I said I wouldn't like that. Me too, Mike. No, I would not like to marry you. You're a great guy. Oh my god. That's horrific. Right, what I was saying, just stop to that minute. Bride of Mike, the bride of Mike. That's the wedding. Bride of Mike. 
I'm the bride of Mike. Right, can I just say that I've got a bride? Bride of Mike. What? The bride of Mike. What do you think? I think you look ridiculous. I look lovely, don't I? Lovely. Well, we're dressed like this for your stupid idea. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to marry you. One thing uh, before we, before we, you know, start the celebration. This is our wedding night. We what? need to take precautions, Michael. You and I Don't together. even think about it. It's something we both need to use. I'm not. And I think oh you my should God. look at the size on this one. What is massive, that? Massive, isn't it? Tonight, Mike, we shall use this massive periscope. Yeah. Well, is that a homemade periscope? You know when we stopped at the services on the way up? Is that a cardboard box and two this bits of mirror? This is a cardboard periscope. If you stare into its eyes, it will take your soul. And the only person whose eyes I'm staring into tonight are Tony Blackburn's, a.k.a. you, Mike. And look how well that works. It's pretty good, actually. It's good, isn't it? Should you make that yourself? Yeah. What can you see out the window? Uh, black. Yeah. Anything else? No. Good, isn't it? I'll give that to my son for, uh, for Christmas. Yeah. He'll enjoy that. Best present he's ever had. The bride slash me was here. Tony Blackburn slash Mike was here. And the periscope was primed. Now, all we needed was silence and patience. Right, audio mic number one set up. Uh, hour one of a 12-hour session. I'm about to enter what I call total silence zone, where Mike will close the window. And I will utilise total silence using only my eyes and my brain, the nerve endings in my fingers, my temperature receptors right. inside my body. I will also use then. my psychic skills. I may intermittently eat biscuits or have a hot drink. The silence will begin as of now. So the silence has begun, and I'm currently just in Wait, the room with talk. Mike. About 23 minutes in now. You're talking now. And can you stop talking, please? Three, two, one. And silence has been resumed. And we're in the room, complete silence now. And it's complete, we've got the lights off. If you talk, will you, can silence. you stop, please? Because if something comes along... I'm not the one talking first. Who's just said that? Who just said that? You. Who just said you? Me? Yeah, exactly. So can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Don't talk. Complete silence in the room, complete darkness. S Mike, subject Mike, one, Mike. John. <sighs> complete silence now. We're in the room. The lights are off. Mike has... Mike has got the, um... That isn't complete silence. Will you... Look, let's right. just well, think about this. Don't talk. Just okay. don't talk. Go. Three. Go. Two. Go. One. Complete silence now. We're John, in, we're in the room. John. Can you be quiet, please? Thank Don't you. talk. It's your stupid experiment. Shut up. Watch. Go. Three, two, one. Thank you. Don't say thank you. Don't say thank you. Don't say anything. I want you to finish your stupid experiment right. properly. Yes. And then we can have a sleep and we can go home. Right. So firstly, we need... Three, two, one. Complete silence Just now. drop. Complete silence Oh, now. you... Right, I'm... It's supposed to be our wedding night, complete by the way. Silence. This is supposed to be our wedding night, by the I way. Want. This isn't what I wanted. I wanted a big. Well, you may as well find out now. Then twenty years time. I wanted to watch when we got kids together. Now shut up, you burk. Wedding ticket. Well, thank you very much. <sighs> Sitting in a room in dark. Micah's left room. Putting periscope on. Watching You're window. Doing it now. You're even doing it now, and it's just you in the room. Thank you. Thanks, Mike. Thanks. Ah, The Unexplainers is a zipline creative production for BBC Round Deal Wales. Ah, 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 ah. The Unexplainers Extra!
The Unexplainers is coming to British television. Yes, our first episode of the brand new Unexplainers TV series airs at 10pm on March 25th on BBC Two Wales and will be available through the BBC iPlayer. Want to know more? Stay in touch online via at The Unexplainers on Twitter and Facebook. Don't forget to like and subscribe and all that good stuff. I love you. Goodbye. Right, John, let's do a trailer, come on. Okay, here we go. The Demon Seed is happening. It's now. It's here. It's about to open your mind to a whole new world of paranormal existence, mysteries, intrigue. Yeah. Well, it's just that. It's, it's yeah. things that, you know, it's you talking about things that can't be explained. Yeah. And then me, me explaining them. Unlike any other show that's been done, especially mm -hmm. between the two of us ever. Oh, yeah, nothing like anything we've done previously. If you want to waste half an hour, then just just, just click the link that will take you to this thing. And it, and it might be longer than that. Yeah. And, and it might be shorter than that. Yeah. But it'll be, it'll be around that, that length of time. I've got it. So, I've got it. Go on. I haven't got much on. Listen to the Demon Seed. Yeah. And that's it. That's Walk it. in the dog. Listen, listen to, to the Demon seed. seed. And we can do it together. Yeah, yeah. So. Walk in the dog. Listen, listen to, to the Demon Seed. Listen to the Demon Seed. Washing up. There we go. Listen, listen to the to demon, the demon seed. seed. Paint in the wall. Listen, to, listen. To the demon seed. Seed. Um, I haven't. Got, I don't know many people. Listen to the listen demon, to the demon seed. seed. Um, um, don't don't like mixing. I want to stay in tonight. Listen to the listen demon, to the demon seed. seed. Um, you've been no, kicked uh, up by your missus because she yeah. found out you've been fiddling with next door. Uh, you live sleeping in the car. Yeah. Listen, listen to the demon, to the demon seed. seed. Um, uh, had a power cut and I haven't got anything to do. Listen. But your yeah. earbuds still work because your phone yeah. was charged up. Yes. Listen yes. to the demon Listen seed. Listen to the demon seed. Um, car broken down on the side of a motorway. Listen. L no, no, no. Be careful with that. Okay. Because you've got to be aware of traffic and stuff. All right, and how about this? How about this? Car broken down on the side of the motorway. Safely gone behind the barrier on the hard shoulder away from the car and called the authorities. And then. Listen. Listen to the demon to the seed. Demon seed. Yeah. That is a good Cross, trailer. Crossing the road. Don't listen to the demon seed. Pause. Yeah. Cross get the road the safely. Side. Yeah, get to the other side. And Going then... the pavement again. Listen to the demon listen seed. To the demon seed, yeah. Um, what other things are Going there? Going on an hour-long walk. Listen to the demon listen seed. To but then the last sort of 15 minutes plus... Just listen just to bird song. Nature. To, yeah, just listen to bird song. You miss out a lot sometimes by, by having headphones on. You miss out yeah. on a lot. Worried about being asked for a spare change by... Homeless people. Listen to the demon seed. Listen to the demon seed. Listen to the demon seed. Yeah. Or pretend. Uh, just just pretend. Listen to the demon seed. Yeah. Classic. On a train, uh, looking out the window. Yeah. Listen to the. In, in a quiet carriage, seat. make sure it's very quiet. Yeah. You don't want none of this. Although we haven't got any drummer bass in the demon seed. No, we can. I can get some in. I'm working on a track at the moment, actually. Well, so, I don't because it'll. Yeah. Think of that's that. true. Might ruin it. The trains in it. Okay. All right. Well, I think we've given them a good, a pretty, pretty good roundup of what to, how to use. Well, producer reset a punchy fifteen seconds, so that that's, that should nail it. That's right in there. That is top of the chart. That was, See, that was perfect. Well done. Brilliant. 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 Thanks, Reese. No problem. Producer Reese, there. I like the way the standards are so low. That was. If you if you producer Reese, you know, listen to the demon seat. You'll have to because he's doing the edit. Yeah. <laughs>